The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Scott Wapner with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. Carl and David have the morning off. Let's take a look at futures this morning as the markets react to more economic data. PPI a little bit hotter than expectations. Retail sales a miss. There's your picture. Not much in the pre-market. The S&P would open a fractional uh, winner. The others, uh, you see, pretty mixed. Our roadmap today starts with the inflation watch. Producer prices notched the largest 12-month increase on record, plus Boeing, Airbus, and the end of a 17-year dispute. The EU and U.S. resolving a long-standing fight over aircraft subsidies. And watching the memes, of course. Shares of AMC moving higher once again. Petco shares joining the ranks of that volatile trade. All right. So here we go. You had PPI comes in, Jim, a little bit hotter. Retail sales was a miss. Now you could say that was supply chain because you look autos, but even X autos, that number was a miss. All right. So let's, okay. Let's just say something right here. The floor is yours. If every number is hotter than expected, the conclusion is the people who make the numbers are, are definitely using ill-advised analysis. And I begin to start thinking, what are the, why is every number hotter than expected? When you and I know, for instance, that it, it's going to be hot. Like, who is creating these expectations? I was watching Joe Tsai today, right? And it's like this. He's talking with Joe, uh, with, uh, with Andrew. And he, he's spending most of the time talking about geopolitical. But I was going to say, if Harden plays, the, then I think they're better. All right. So ticket prices may be higher. We're going to get inflation on the price on the secondary market. I just think enough, enough. We've got to stop playing into the hands of people. Of course, it's hotter than expected. It's hot. I don't know who expects that it's not. Well, then why then do. Well, that's why the market well, didn't go know, down. But the why CPI. is everybody making a big deal? But because, it's not well, just, I'm not. It's not just Paul Tudor Jones. I ain't making a big deal J- on J- it. Jamie Dimon. Well, there's yesterday. another guy who's not making a big deal on it. He said they're hoarding cash because inflation's probably here to stay. Well, Jim Gorman, right. Morgan Stanley says transitory. It's probably not as transitory as people think. Oh, these I mean, guys. The so, who's, it, who's right? The so called smart money oh, okay. or the market? All right. The market is always smarter than the, people, the rich people who opine on it. And the reason it is is because of what you just slipped in, supply chain. Okay, so let's take a look. Let's take a look at what Dr. Gottlieb, whom I think we all believe in. I've never heard a bad word about this man. There's now a 16-day delay at a 12 million person, a giant city for ports, okay? It was a half a day delay. That is going to cause... Inflation. Oh, in China? In China. Okay. Well, so Dr. Gottlieb says about they're, they're a much vaunted power, Chinese belt row, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. They, their vaccine is 50% effective against the original strain, of which, by the way, he doesn't say this, may or may not have been invented by them, but probably much less against the Delta variant. So here we go. I can predict that two months from now, 
inflation is going to be hotter than expected because China is spending so much time. The supply chain is being interrupted again. So I'm just saying that Jay, also Powell. Jay Powell, but Jay. You could be on a first name basis. Right. Jay him, that's okay. is looking at all the things and just saying, guys, I told you it was going to run hot. I told you that. And it's running hot. Not only so, did he tell you it's, it's going to run hot, he told you we're fine with it running hot right. so, for a little while. Right. So I know he'll be heckled. I know he'll be hectored by the media, because what else does the media do other than repeatedly say, but, but uh, they call him what? They call him Fed Chair. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman. Yeah, Chairman. You know, they just call him Jack. They say, hey, Jack. Jay, let's just, why don't you just, like, face it? You're going to have to break. We're going to break you. You know, Jay Powell doesn't play that game. He's thinking inflation's running hotter because I want employment for people. I want people to have a better life. I am not playing the billionaire hedge fund game, which says I'm supposed to raise so the market goes down so they can get in or cover their short. I am worried about the 300 million people who would be hurt if they were thrown out of a job. I'm not worried about the billionaires, many of whom don't pay taxes. This is what he thinks. You know why? Because he is much more a person of the people than anyone believes. This is the first Fed chair that threw the book away. Why can't any of these billionaires come in and recognize yeah, but what? Diamond's not a hedge, hedge fund manager. I mean, he yeah, runs a large well, yeah. financial institution, oh, so as does a man of the Gorman. People. He's a man of the people because he speaks like a regular person? No, but he, not deal, he deals with the people because he runs a large bank. They lend money. They have credit card accounts. Oh, deals they track with spending. Steve Squirrel. AXP, CEO of American, American Express. Express. He deals with the people every day. He deals and, with rich people. And, but he also deals with people, you know, there's different cards. Not every card is the silver card. The black, black card. card. The black card apparently you get into any of them. Uh, <laughs> but I just am saying, when I spoke to Steve yesterday at Bar San Miguel, I did not hear the tale of woe. When I listened to Brian Moynihan, I did not hear the tale of woe. I hear very regular people who are saying, you know what? Let's give the regular person a break. That's what Jay Powell wants to do. And these people, don't they realize he threw the book out? No, well, he will slip up at one point and will say, yes, I understand that the PPI was hotter than he may break. He may break his discipline and agree with someone who says, but Mr. Chairman, it's hotter than expected. Because I mean, that's all the hotter than What are they going to ask him about how fishing is? Hey, how you know, did you catch a bigger uh, largemouth bass than Kramer? I, I, you know, well, I, uh, what if he's wrong? What if Powell's wrong that it's he's transitory? I know, but what if he's wrong? What if it's not as transitory as he thinks? We're all dead. That's why I, he should be peppered on that. It's like, look, oil. Goldman says, don't rule out a hundred dollar a barrel oil. I'll rule it out. I mean, look, oil is oil going to change the way that Greenpeace is suddenly taking over Exxon? I have quote marks for podcast people. I'm saying that, that he can raise rates all he wants. The market's going to correct itself, just like lumber's corrected, just like appliances are correcting. Here's what's going to happen. These guys are all working, they're working flat out, all these different companies. One day, you're going to go to your contractor and say, I want to do the kitchen over. And the contractor's going to say, uh-uh, don't do it now. Don't do it. If we wait a little, it will come down. And that's what Jay's betting on. But these people who have never done a kitchen or a, I guess they have they have contract. I don't know. They do their yacht bed, uh, kitchen. I, I am saying they're out of touch. They are out of touch. What happens is the market corrects. If you're selling eight dollar beer and a guy opens up and he's selling four dollar beer next to you, what are you going to raise it to nine? No. 
And like Steve Squarey said, the rents are coming down. New guys are coming in. They can charge less. This cycle can go in reverse. And that's what he's saying. Okay, let's listen to what Squarey told you about the strength of the consumer. Here he is. Credit numbers are not like anybody thought they were going to be. When I look at my credit numbers, my delinquency numbers, they're lower than they've been in years. And, you know, then personal savings. Personal savings are doubled. And so what does that mean? Well, that means people have money to spend. They have discretionary money to spend. And what do consumers do? Consumers consume. And so they will spend. It's like what Moynihan said yesterday on Squawk. You see, we, it would be different if they're spending on borrowed money. It'd be different if they're racking up credit card bills. What Steve Square said, it's the opposite. And so did Brian Moynihan. They're saying, listen, the consumer has never been the solid. And yet they're spending money because they have money. If Jay Powell's listening, up, is he going to say, you know what? I have got to wreck what the consumer wants to do because the hedge funds tell me to do it. I got to do that. That's my job, to play the role of the hedge funds. Get the stock market down. Get the bond. Honest to God, Steve Squarey speaks for more people than anyone. And he is saying that let's let it run. It, it's doing well. No one is borrowing to any extent. They're spending, and they've got great balance sheets. What are we supposed to do? In 2008, they had horrible balance sheets, and they were spending. And they were borrowing against nothing, and they were buying five houses. No. All I'm saying is what j Powell said. And I just want to, if one more hedge fund comes on and tells us how the not wealthy person is doing, I mean, no. People who have never gotten jobs are getting jobs. There's still a lot of people who are. There's like eight million jobs or seven and a half, whatever the number is, million jobs that are yet to be filled. That's where Jay Powell's focus is for obvious reasons. Okay, but I can focus forever on whether Jay's going to be wrong or I can just say, what did he tell us? It's going to run hotter than you expect. So we should have immediately adjusted our expectations, just like we would in sports. I'm telling you, we're more rigorous in sports than we are with this, this nonsense. So the Fed is not going to do anything tomorrow as they, they kick off well, their, they they their two-day to. meeting today. No, but I'm saying that at one point or another, someone's going to say, do you really, with the red-hot housing market, have to continue to buy mortgages like you're doing? And he will say, you know what, maybe we have to consider buying less. And then you have the more two, you know, at 247, the market dro- drops badly and it stays weak for the next six days. Well, they've, look, they've already started to choreograph how the message is going to be delivered. Was it last but, week but or the, the week before you had a couple of Q&A. You can't air? help it. People slip up in a Q&A. And at one point or another, he's going to, after the after the 20 second Zoom question about why are you buying so many mortgages, he's going to say, you know what, we'll look at that. And then, boom, the market gets hit. That's what I think. You can understand, though, why Jamie Dimon or Jim Gorman or Paul Tudor Jones listen to Steve Squarey or Brian Moynihan, who says spending is up 19 percent over 2019 levels and says, what in the world is the Fed doing? Why are they doing as much if these guys who are talking to the customers are saying things are so great. Do we want so in other words, what you want is for people to do worse, spend less, uh, not do not have. Uh, well, I'm just the, playing devil's advocate. The, no, not, not, what not I have the great luxury of the of the billionaire execs or the guys who are making hundred million. You want those people in that five page Amazon article to make less in order to be able to cure what the rich people want. I am not a Marxist. I am not a Trotskyite. I did not read Lenin. I am a Lincoln man. And Lincoln wanted people to make more. And he wanted the rich to pay more. 
in order to make that happen. He was the first guy to suggest a graduated income tax. I'm with Lincoln, not Lenin. <laughs> the music's playing. We're going to take a break on that note. It's a good thought. Can we to- get a billionaire when we need another billionaire? Work the phones. Yeah. The soaring meme stocks and why one CEO believes they could be a recipe for disaster. More squawk on the street from the New York Stock Exchange is straight ahead. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. All right, we have breaking news on industrial production. Let's go to Rick Santelli, always watching that. Hi, Rick. Hi, Scott. Yes, indeed. We are waiting industrial production. It should be hitting momentarily. These are May reads. And do remember, these are, you know, some of the oldest economic statistics we have. So they give us good context, of course, into what's going on with certain areas of mining and manufacturing. Utilization rates moved up a bit. 75.2, 75.2, we're expecting 75.1, and this definitely is a nice move considering in the rearview mirror we're following 74.6. So 75.1, that is the best utilization rate going all the way back to February of last year when it was 76.3. So this is a very, very good number in that context. And if we look at the industrial production, it's up eight tenths, also a bit better than we are expecting, Scott. That follows up 0.5. And to, and to give some context there, uh, this up 0.8, uh, you know, we've had a couple of two percenters. Uh, March was up over 2%. And we had the high watermark uh, in June of last year at up 6.2. But this is nice. This makes the one, two, three, fourth positive number out of five months for 2021. Scott, Jim, back to you. All right. Appreciate that, Rick. Thank you. Just more evidence that the economy's good. Well, economy's I mean, ready to roar back. For, a lot of room for economic expansion with that number. Uh, I, uh, we talked during the break about something that I think you should mention about the Fed, where you think we are. Well, I, I do think there is a debate, right, obviously, on where inflation's going. And it was, I'm just reminded of the same kind of stuff that we heard after the rescue in 08. Right. That there's going to be hyperinflation, hyperinflation, hyperinflation. I'm still waiting for the hyperinflation. Yes, I am that too. In some respect, the Fed deserves the benefit of the doubt well, we have, until we, they get it wrong. And if right. they got it wrong, I don't know. Right. It, it, it's, Where's the evidence that they they've gotten it wrong, it wrong? Pretty much every six to eight for weeks, what? Scott. We How? Just don't know. How? 
I didn't realize you were still there, Rick, but uh, I'm glad you are. How, how have they gotten it wrong? Everything wrong. They've gotten everything wrong, in my opinion. I'll tell you why. Because they do what's best so we don't feel the tearing off of the Band-Aid. There's going to be a price to pay. None of this is for free. Nothing in the world is for free. Somebody always pays. And to think that we should stop kicking the tires because it doesn't jump out at you is how incorrect the central banking policies have been. It isn't just the Fed. It's everything. We lower the bar for all the pain and all the payments that have come due, and we just keep stacking them up in the future. And believe me, Scott, this probably isn't going to affect you and me. It's not going to affect Jim, but it's going to affect a lot of people that are probably too young to pay close enough attention. Look, you are certainly, Rick, not the only one who is voicing that concern. But if I would have pulled I a soundbite, if I'm the only one or not, if, doesn't matter. It's fine. It isn't uh, about no, 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 how no, no, no. many people if I, object. If, if I if I would have pulled a soundbite from you post 08 or 09 and just played it played it now, it would sound just like what Pull you just said right Pull now. Em. You know what I said? I said asset prices, financial asset prices. They screamed. That was inflation, all right. It was financial asset inflation because they crowded it all in their balance sheet to protect oh, it from okay. escaping. And they won't be able to do that again, Scott. Trust me. What is it, so over $8 trillion in that balance sheet? That's the hyperinflation you, was ta you were talking about back in 08 was asset I never said the word inflation. hyperinflation. Don't put words in my mouth. Never said okay. hyperinflation. Pull okay. the tape. You, Show me hyperinflation. You, 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 you may Never not have used the words Wait, hyperinflation. I, 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 I played peacemaker maybe one or two times in my life. I think that both I of you guys make the points. I don't need a peacemaker. I make my but, own peace. No, no, that's, I don't need any help, No, that Jim, was actually truly. trying to be. No, I was trying to be wow. a good guy. Nothing, I mean. Don't need it. All right. Well, don't agree with much guy. of what you think about the Fed either, Jim, to be honest. Well, but that's all right. Oh. It's all right. We disagree. I just like I agree you, with so one thing you one. said. They know nothing. You should have stuck with that line. <laughs> yeah, at that, and maybe at that moment good. they didn't know anything. And Jim was right to call him out. But oh yeah, I don't, but that's I don't, changed I don't now. Know the where the mirror, evidence Scott. is. I don't right? know they where didn't the go big enough is. in '08, did they? They didn't go big enough in '08, did they, Scott? I know where the evidence is. I know where the evidence is. Twenty-three trillion dollars on its way to thirty trillion. Debt, 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 debt. Hmm. I I can think where there was a lot of spending, Rick. That you you probably supported at one point, but oh yeah, that oh, is well. our problem. It's all about spending. We've huh. never had a revenue problem in this country. The more we give, the more they spend. Okay. Any more questions, Thanks. Scott? Rick, it's been a pleasure speaking with you as always. I'm glad Absolutely. you stuck around as always. unexpectedly. Me too. You made it better. Thank Me you. Too. Up next, it's Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Let's take a look at futures. The Dow is higher by 31 points pre-market. There's the S&P 500. More squawk on the street when we come back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.
All right, it's time now for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. You are okay? You're, are you okay? I don't know. I've <laughs> never been trashed as a peacemaker. I mean, I'm trying to figure out when a peacemaker was last, other than a Colt 45 peacemaker. All right. All right you try and be nice. That's what happens. That's, well, you know what? It takes just much energy to be nice as to be mean. All right, so let's go over yeah. something that I think is really a little philosophical okay. and a lot less, by the way, scatological. Mm-hmm. Amazon. All right, mm-hmm. so, so today you pick up the paper, and there's a devastating piece in the New York Times about what it's really like to work in JFK 8, which is the Amazon warehouse for Staten Island for New York City. And it's a problem. And there are definitely issues. And it was a fantastic investigation. But then you read J.P. Morgan today talking about Amazon's share of e-commerce and how they're going to pass Walmart as the largest U.S. retailer. I think this is extraordinary. This is, you know, obviously, I like Amazon very much. I like Walmart, but this is the killer. Well, you said Amazon last week when you were waiting on the half. You said it was your one. favorite name. Yeah, and, it's up, and it went up 200 points, which is good. It's better to be lucky than good, though. But I'll tell you this, Scott. I think the controversy... Uh, and I read this. There was a Google article, Apple. The media does not like big tech. Uh, what the media said about Amazon is right. But the customer is also always right. And what's going on here is that the customer is not going to read that New York Times piece and say, you know what? I'm not going to use Amazon. The customer loves Amazon. Loves it. And that's why the J.P. Morgan piece is going to trump. Uh, too controversial after that. That crazy stuff. No, don't, uh, don't, please, don't go there. That I think that Amazon, <laughs> the piece by J.P. Morgan, is what matters, which is that the customer loves Amazon, and they justify the move, and, the, and then some. And I think Amazon goes much higher. I know I did a piece last night from my friend Larry Williams, which said we could have six days of weakness. Uh, in, the, last, the weakest days oh, well, of the year. Well, you said look June. out for next week. Weakest days of the, of the year are right here. It's 11 out of the year. It's 22 out of 22. They've, been, they've uh, gone down. Te- technically worth talking about, yes, yeah? Yes, yes. I, I know. But, I mean, well, it's not technical as much as historical. Oh, but sure. I think that you use that to buy Amazon because it's obvious that what really matters is the customer. The customer loves Amazon. I'm stunned. I'm not. I mean, I'm from Philly. I'm used to Discord. I'm not stunned. I threw snowballs. What does that tell you? The opening bell is just minutes away. All right, the so-called meme stocks also in the spotlight this morning. AMC Entertainment continuing to rally after soaring 33% over the last two sessions. Petco jumping into the fray, surging 18% yesterday, giving some of those gains back pre-market. You see the move right there. By the way, Morgan Stanley CEO James Gorman weighing in on the Reddit-fueled trades yesterday on Closing Bell. Listen. I worry, obviously, when I see something up uh, 1,200% year-to-date, uh, which at least one of, these, one of these stocks is. I mean, that, that, that's a recipe for disaster at some point. Maybe it never happens and defies reality, but, you know, the, I, I, would not be, I would not want to be investing at the levels that they're at, and that's just my personal view. I just... I don't think it's healthy. I mean, I don't want people to have expectations that stocks can go up, you know, hundreds of percent in six months. And it's all just something that happens naturally. You know, look, he's not the first. He's not going to be the last who comes out and looks at what's happening in the sort of meme mania world and says, well, this I don't like the way this feels. What do you make of this? Well, I, I will say, I mean, if you look at the most active every day, it is meme, meme stocks. Look at yesterday's most active. You saw all meme stocks. But I, I have to, I, I, have, I respect James and have from day one. But I think recipe for disaster is too strong. 
I do think that a, look, AMC, they're in love with that. As the higher it goes, the more Adam Aaron can reduce the debt. Uh, GameStop, I think they're a little too infatuated, but the man is born in an unbelievable dream team. So maybe he's got something, maybe he doesn't. The other mean stocks, frankly, it's our job. It's the media's job to poke holes, okay? Because the analysts won't. For instance, today there's a very, very, uh, I can't even, it's not, it is so, I'm going to use the term, it's so dirty, it's so pornographic. It's so scatological recommendation for B&G Foods, a company I know well. It's a company that's been on mad money repeatedly. And what's and, you know, they say that, look, it's almost heavily as short as, as Bed Bath, which we all love. Mm-hmm. That one I actually think is a good company because of Mark Tritton. But uh, it is hilarious. It's so vulgar. And they say, and let's just get this straight. They say that it crushed it on the first quarter. Barclay said the quarter was too ugly to look at. It was a major miss on every single line. Every line, it was a miss. And they say it crushed it. Now, there are things what they say, they are hilarious if you think that if you like misogynist humor. And I've got to tell you, any woman who reads this will say this is just beneath beneath civilization. It's so misogynist. But B&G Foods is what they're gunning. I mean, are you kidding me? It's already been gunned substantially, so I question whether someone isn't coming in late. And it is it just got a new CEO, my like very much. But the fact is the company is doing very poorly. And it is outrageous that they're coming. They're going to do BG, B&G. Now, I also follow Petco, okay? And I have them on, Ron Coughlin. That's been uh-huh. another one that I follow. I'm going to actually do work. I stay up really late, I get up really and I do work, which is something that they ought to try, but they don't care. And that's what I'm going to help James Gorman in. And they moved Petco, okay? Well, Petco looks like a total pump and dump to me. A total pump and dump. They knew nothing about Petco. They didn't have any edge at all. They didn't take Chewy up, which is done by the worshipped, right, by the worshipped Brian Cohen. But there was not, and I happen to like Petco very much. But now they have to move Petco up because they are like, ooh, ooh, Jim's saying, well, that, ooh, it's over. Like Corsair, where I said Corsair is a pump and dump. Right. Corsair is a pump and dump. I said, don't buy it at 40. Well, you know what? If you bought it at 40, you're a complete chump because the hedge funds get these. And the hedge funds short, short, short. And I think these guys are unwitting stooges of the hedge funds. So, James Gorman, we will take, you, take care of we in the media when we're not fighting against each other in some ugly thing that I can't stand. And I am not a, a particularly nice guy from way back. And I've also played the most sincerely insincere man in North America, but I didn't like that discord. But I, I will tell you <laughs> that this classic is, this is classic pump and dump behavior. James Gorman, the media, will help you put an end to this. Me, okay? B&G is an outrage. It's going to be, I mean, it's up from 29. It was a bad quarter. Everybody, including the company, knows it. They gunned Wendy's to 30, and then it came right back to down to 24. What kind of behavior is this? Jim, most, if not all, of these stories are, are divorced from reality, Well, B&G's though. heavily shorted. But I even, mean, that's why even AMC, that. I mean, come on. Well, AMC and Jimmy, they have the firepower. Well, they, they have oh, the firepower. They only have the firepower... Well, I can't, take, I can't take away the firepower. No, but I mean, that part of the reason why they have firepower is because of the quote-unquote unwitting stooges that you claimed are bidding these stocks up gave Adam Aaron a chance to raise, raise money. I, I know Adam 
I know. Adam, I don't know. I've known Adam for years. Look, he, he was Norwegian Cruise. He did a great job. Vale. He did a good job with the process with the 76ers, not being facetious, because uh, he ran the 76ers. Right, but that stock move is, is no, divorced but, from reality. No, but they gave they gave Adam a virtuous a circle. lifeline. Right. And he's taking advantage of it. So the company is worth more than before the mean people started, obviously. He, is it worth this price? He can now go on offense. As long as they keep this up, he will have more money. The two that they own, they do AMC and they do a, they do a GameStop. GameStop is a nothing retailer. But if you give the guy, Ryan, Ryan Cohen, enough money and you bring in a dream team, he will reinvent the company, perhaps as a crypto bank in 5,500 locations. He's got 55 million uh, loyal, uh, loyalists in, in their program. So they own those two, and they can keep the balls in the air on those. They hated me when I called from my hospital. I ripped out the darn catheter, and I said, sell it at 400. Uh-huh. And I've been hated ever since by them. And unlike that previous ugly thing that we saw by our own team, they're not on my team, and I don't play for them. And they can say I play for the rich hedge funds. They're idiots. I mean, rich hedge funds, I am saying the hedge funds are taking advantage of what they're doing and shorting the stocks. Some for Clover Health, which is a uh, Hindenburg name, uh, Jeff well, thinks. And he got, me, they got overrun because of the short position. I'll mention that in a, a second. Let me just, we're five minutes o- sure. over, overboard, but let me just mention the opening bells. <laughs> you did hear the bells ringing. Here at the big board, Defiance ETF celebrating the launch of its hotel, airline, and cruise ETFs. And at the NASDAQ, uh, JustEatTakeaway.com celebrating the completion of its acquisition of Grubhub. So you mentioned DraftKings. Right. We pull up shares of DraftKings because— I'm trying to get the line on this. I know. I had to, I had to read that stuff, though. Um, no, you have here's to the report. This is here, really here, It's the Hindenburg uh, report this morning relative to you, its— You can't— Regarding it's, its SPAC deal. Um, and it's a—look, DraftKings is a— very favored name. It's a good. Well, look, again, I'm just going to maybe I have to take myself out of discussion because I have a program with Jeff Kids. But um, I, I have to look innocent until proven guilty. We got to read the report. Got to get uh, uh, Jason's. Jason was on last week. Uh, he told a right, real, Robbins was right. Jason yeah, Robbins. Yes. He told a very good story. I think that they and uh, Penn Nat are two companies that have taken advantage of national gaming. Each state, each times they get it, a new state, they do well. You're going to go into the football season. It is a terrific site, but I don't know. I've got to read what Nate, uh, what, uh, Nate was. This Nate, uh, Nate, I'm a little flustered because, again, I don't, I have to read through the darn report. Understood, understood. I mean, the stock, I mean don't you think we de- deserves? Of course he does. The stock is, is down uh, almost 8%. Um, on this report, and obviously Wait. by virtue of this tick-by-tick tick chart that we have on the screen, Wait. volume, yeah. um, I'm assuming, is heavier than normal at this time of the morning for a stock like that. But we have to look. And, uh, you know, Nate, Nate has been right. This is Nathan Anderson, uh, and he's been wrong. And so we have to it, it go through it. I mean, I'm up here on TV right now, and I, I'm not, I have not been able to get to I'm on Jason's response. I've called for it. I've asked. Uh, I think that when I uh, took uh, Anderson's side uh, on Clover, because it was a great report, on uh, Nicola, because it was a great report, and, and uh, on Lordstown, I had all these guys on it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But then I had Grow Generation on, and, and you know, he was just very wrong on Grow Generation, which is a, a, uh, Amer- this is a company that makes picks and shovels for if you want to grow marijuana, which is another, of course, national trend that's working. So, uh, it, look, let's, 
Let's a regular a pick and shovel doesn't work like at the True Value need, or Home Depot. Really you need like a special grow, one? Yes, you do. To grow marijuana, it's very expensive. You need I a special very, pick and a shovel? Well, you have to do special lighting indoors. You I get the lighting, catalog. but I mean. $10,000 for a lot of the stuff, you know, individual things that you need to grow. You should look at their catalog. I mean, I looked at their catalog because they were on, not because I want to grow marijuana. That's never been my expertise. I grow uh, beefsteak tomatoes, and I, I grow a lot. I grow really, a lot. Eggplants, peppers. I have a, I have a lot of, I'm using Japanese eggplant this year. Uh, and I, I have a lot of string beans. I got a lot of peas, and I've done a lot of potatoes, which I won't <laughs> do until the Eagles play the Raiders in Vegas on October 24th. Uh, but I, I do think that he's been right and he's been wrong. So let's just give DraftKings the benefit of the doubt. I mean, Jason Robbins has been, has been a good company. Let me, let me ask you. Know, this you made a, this company's made a lot of money for people. You know that. Yes, it's he been has. A, I mean, we should show a long-term chart. A long-term chart on DraftKings. And you'll see. I mean, it's it's been a company that's made a lot of money for people. And I've got to, I got to digest this. $21 billion back, but he can hide his black market operations. Well, I mean. Well, you know what happens. The market what? sort of votes first and asks questions well, I'm not later. Play and you're that asking game. the questions first. It, it, I'm not going to. Just like B&G, when I read the meme and they talked about how great the quarter was. Mm-hmm. And then they did a lot of things that, you know, a sex toy involving Green Giant was the lead. I mean, is that really the kind of research we want? And then they actually pretend they have some research, and then they finally come to the conclusion, which is, look, it's the second heavily most shorted stock that has a good dividend after Bed Bath. Okay, so you want to beat the, you want to play that game? Is the game other than in GME and AMC? Literally, I win, you lose. Let's beat the shorts. It is on AMC, and because Adam Aaron has figured out how to play the game, and he's really an unbelievably good he's CEO. Adva- he's taken advantage of the game in the hand right. that was given to him. And. Uh, where was Ryan Cohen's plan last week? Did you see any plan? No. No. So, I mean, they, there's a lot of hope involved there. There is. Let me steer the conversation to an area of the market that has not been working lately. It does play Copper. into this week's events. Banks. I'm looking at J.P. Morgan, down one and a third percent right now. All the banks are down this week. They're down like five percent in a week. They're down this month. Rates are sub-150, at least they were earlier this morning. I haven't seen them in well, the last few minutes. Well, did you listen minutes. to what Jamie Dimon said yesterday? Well, about, about fintech and about Square? I mean, I think he wishes that he invent. I think he wishes that he worked with Jack Dorsey, that he was actually a tech guy. Yeah. Do we have what he said about Square? Or, or re- I mean, I'm, I'm, he has, he has Square Envy. The man is, can we listen to Square Envy? Look at this. Uh, We've got to be a little here self-critical here. here. We could have done what Square did. I mean, Jamie, I mean, wow. Right. We and could we, have and, done and it. He said we could have done what Square did, and we didn't, okay? And so if you were at my management meeting, I tell them we could have done it, and we didn't. We didn't have the imagination to do it. It wasn't a technology. It wasn't like that hard to add. The dongle itself was uh, any mythical. Um, look, that was very he, damning, self-damning, of course. And he's, Look, he's very self-deprecating. But the fact is, it would be better, rather than have him own up, it would have been better had he done it. But he did point out they don't have the regulation, they don't have to worry about legacy systems. And that is very true. And if you were to regulate Square like you would J.P. Morgan, then they wouldn't have done it any better. But Square doesn't have deposit base. They don't have a FDIC. The Fed doesn't look at them. And I do think that overall, Jamie is saying, listen, we're a great bank. We play by our rules, but they're the rules that the government's given Well, he us. understands the threat that the PayPal's and the Squares and maybe to some extent the SoFi's of the world present. It's existential, present. though. It's an existential threat. What do you do about it if you're him, other than 
have this moment where you're self-critical and say, well, we could have, would have, should have, but we didn't. Well, I, I think that you do what American Express is doing, basically, which is to create. They bought cabbage and they're going to do what Square's done. And I think they're going to be very effective. That's one of the reasons I have such affinity for American Express, because they're doing a lot of the things that are going to make it so they compete against Square and small business. I think Jamie should do the same thing. But I, look, Jamie is a great manager, but the fa- and he is uh, hamstrung by regulation. But I say which stocks have done better, Square and, uh, well, I mean, take a look at Square. It's been an unbelievable stock. Well, the right? banks PayPal, were the banks PayPal. were unbelievable stocks until well, they just, stopped working well, because was, rates stopped. Yeah, well, they, but I don't want to be dependent upon interest rates. I want to be dependent on imagination. See, I want the guy with the imagination, the disruptive imagination that's helping small business. I question whether they had the commitment to small business. I question it. The, the small business commitment from American Express is un, unquestionable. But the fact is, is that these guys figured out, Square figured out what you want. As a small business person, I can tell you, the Square people came to see me. I, and now, fortunately, because I'm lucky enough to have done well, I don't need a product that's to borrow against your uh, receipts. But the average small business does need that. So I think Square, didn't, Square had the imagination and J.P. Morgan had the failure imagination. So very if, damning. If the, if the banks are not going to work PayPal. in a low-rate environment, right. you suggested last night on Mad Money areas where you could see some pickup. Energy, steel, heavy machinery, and chemicals. Well, that, that's because if the Fed doesn't play ball and actually sticks with the thesis, those will all go up. And it's helped, by the way, it's bolstered by the fact that Cleveland Cliffs, which I had on very oh, recently. Oh, pre-announced this morning. Pre-announced you see that? this morning. I wanted to bring and, that up with you. I'm glad and, you did. Uh, and the stock's down because they, that's, which is really incredible in itself. It sells well, five stock's times been big, it's been a big winner. It's been a big winner. But what has to happen is that the Fed has to stay, if, that, if the Fed stays on course, uh, then the hedge funds will go nuts. And, Jay, and uh, Paul Tudor Jones is, will be right. When he says you got to go all in on the commodities trade. But again, but, and Paul Tudor Jones is a good commodities trader. I'm, I don't want to mix my metaphors here. If the Fed changes its tune, then I think that the senior growth stocks work. And if the Fed sticks with it, with its tune, then I think the steels work. Fed, look at Freeport. Freeport's going from 45 to 38. Joe Terranova bought Freeport yesterday. Did he? That, was he know, on the? So. I didn't know. Oof, well, that's ugly this morning, though. Very, very Down ugly. like 6%. But look, I mean, you know, Maybe copper's down 11% from its high. Iron ore's down 10% from its high. That's Cleveland Cliffs. Soybeans down 7. Corn's down 11. Uh, generic lumber down 41. Now, someone could say, but Jim, look at how much they're up here today. But I can see a pattern. Commodity's coming down. And I think the China's economy is slowing because of the, of the, of the illness. And as we said earlier, though, yeah, but, Jim, oil is, you know, maybe going to 100 well, bucks. Is, look, oil, there's a great article today about how the Greens have made it so that there's going to be a scarcity of oil. And that's been, uh, that's been the thesis that I've been sticking by, which is that the shortage of oil and pipelines, which is kind of manufactured mm-hmm. to some degree by the Greens, is going to call, cause oil to go up in the same way that oil went down repeatedly, as Rusty Brazil pointed out from RBN, who's fantastic. Oil went down repeatedly under Trump because Trump wanted to drill anywhere. When you constrain drilling, which the Permian, they're not drilling more it's at, at 71, then that, that price will go higher. You still you see the Exxon call this morning now? Reiterated by Bank of America, 90 bucks is the price target. I talked last night about it. That's a I, huge I, gain from here. I, I said, and this, they think they're going to raise a dividend. Look, look, I think Exxon's a good stock here now. Why? 
because if I look, I didn't think these stocks were investable because I was worried about their commitment to the environment. Anyone who looks at that Exxon board, that board is so committed to the environment, I want to buy Exxon. So I've changed my tune on the ones. Mike Worth at Chevron, he's passionate. Okay, Sheffield at Pioneer, passionate. Exxon, the most pro-environmental board of all the oils because of Engine One. So these stocks are now up stocks. I know we got to move on, but I like the oils. Okay, those oils that I just mentioned. Were you getting the same message in your ear as I was in mine? Yeah, well, that's someone's. I'm an I'm an automaton. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hi, Bob. Good morning to you. Good morning, Scott. Good to see you. Uh, Very modest response to that uh, hotter PPI, 6.6 percent year over year. That's the way I look at it. Versus 6.2 percent ten-year flattish. Uh, The VIX still. Sitting around 16, that's about where it was pre-pandemic. So, again, very modest response. Take a look at the sectors. And as we've been noting, there's been a bias against cyclical and value so far this month, continuing a little bit today, but not as much. Energy, uh, great moves up here. Just new highs in energy as oil holds up near $70. The banks, industrials flattish, tech's kind of flattish. But the overall trend has been pretty clear Buy a little more growth and sell a little more of the cyclical slash value stocks here. And you can see what's been going on in the uh, overall fund manager surveys. Bank of America had their fund manager survey out today. What's really remarkable is just how bullish they are overall, particularly on the cyclical. Take a look here. They're. Overall inflation issues here, transitory, surprisingly, 72 percent buying into the Fed's idea. It's transitory. Twenty three percent saying it's going to be permanent. What's the greatest risk? It's not been covid for a long time, many months. Inflation is the greatest risk for most of them, 30 percent. But interestingly, as many people think it's going to be a Fed taper tantrum that the Fed will get the messaging wrong, essentially, also saying 30 percent as the biggest risk. Here's what's surprising. The most crowded trade is long commodities. Who would have thought I have never seen that as the most crowded trade? I've been watching this for many, many years. Of course, Paul Tudor Jones said bet heavily on commodities. I think the problem a lot of people have is the money has already been made on this particular trade. If you take a look at what's been going on this year in the inflation trade, that's what everybody's been making the money in. Energy's up 46 percent. Materials up 19. There are commodities ETFs uh, that own futures positions that are up 25, 30, 35 percent. There's even an inflation ETF that started in January. I've been tracking owning stocks that are inflation sensitive. It's up 20 percent. Remember, the S&P's up 12 or 13 percent. So these have all outperformed essentially now. And the reflation trade, if you look at the actual stocks themselves that are in this business, they've already started looking toppy. Uh, Freeports have a terrible morning, by the way. I think Scott mentioned it's down 5 or 6%. So that would be down 20. This was prior to the open here. But these stocks, these are reflation stocks. Parker Hanovan, of course, does a lot of motion control systems, aerospace stuff, Schlumberger, CSX. They're already topped out about a month ago and have been showing some signs of, of, uh, of uh, coming off of their highs rather noticeably. Meantime, uh, all of the speculative tech stuff that got clobbered in March and April down 40, 50 percent. They stopped going down. They they started moving up in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, it's they're still off their eyes. Zoom and Shopify and Roku, PayPal, they're 15, 20, 25 percent off of their highs. But the point is, they're back again. They've stopped going down and started creeping up. So the reason the market keeps sitting at a new high is because of this amazing ability to keep rotating in and out of various sectors. It's certainly a very healthy sign. I have no idea if the reflation trade is going to roar back, like Paul Tudor Jones says. Uh, But certainly, Scott, the easy money in that trade was made in the first four months of the year. Back to you. 
Bobby, thank you. Appreciate it. Bob Pisani coming up, the autonomous vehicle landscape. Don't miss a first on CNBC interview with Cruise CEO and the former General Motors president, Dan Amon. Squawk on the street. Be right back. Just a moment. Take a look at the top gainers on the S&P 500. There it is, ExxonMobil. We were just discussing yeah. that along with Micron. Micron. That's been in a t- tailspin for a long time. Battling it out for the top spot today. Up next, it's Stop Trading with Jim. Time now for Stop Trading. What what abs- one of my absolute favorites is uh, Thermo Fisher TMO. It's been a remarkable performer, but Goldman Sachs today cuts its price target from 590 to 530 while, of course, leaving it a buy. Now, this is really important because they make the best machines, PCRs, they perk in Elmer, too, uh, for COVID. And if we go on the downside of COVID, then that's going to cause numbers to be cut. And that's what they're saying is going to happen. What's on Matt tonight? Okay, I have Akamai, which should be benefiting from the problems at Fastly. And I've got Twilio, which is just, you know, that is the ultimate senior growth stock that people have that in Adobe reports later this week that people have clustered around. If you want to believe in a, a low inflation scenario, Jeff Lawson. All right. Also doing some great charity work. Good Sorry stuff. for what happened. Uh, I You didn't do anything wrong. So there's nothing to no, apologize for. I played for, for CNBC. And the institution must be preserved at all times. All right. We'll see you tonight. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.